Welcome back. Bill Michaels show with the replacements. Ben Kenny Grant Bills. At least my half of this show today. It is a in defense of Brian Gudikin's show. I trust him this offseason. Some do. We've also gotten some calls that uh, some really don't. And I get it. I mean, uh, listen, I think one takeaway I've had today, Grant, all the pressure in the world is on Gudikinst to rebuild the roster, and he's going to have the resources to do it. It's just a question of sitting here with the knowledge we have and all the evidence from the past. Do you trust him? And I do. I trust him as well. I'd like to add two things onto what you just said. That was a great professional reset, by the way. It's noon. We're starting a new hour. Maybe new people have joined. So point number one, the roster hasn't bottomed out. There's a lot of good players on this roster. There's a good foundation. You got Kenny Clark, Jair, Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell. There's foundational pieces. Now they're, they're going to kind of turn a page and get younger, but this roster isn't barren. This isn't a team that's going to go two and 15, we think. Right. So the situation with Brian Gutekunst is, is not as dire as maybe I think maybe we've made it out to be. Also, another point, I think that Matt LaFleur has more to prove this year than Brian Gutekunst does. I, I think this is a bigger year for Matt LaFleur than it is for Brian Gutekunst, to be honest. I could see that. I mean, the evidence will amount either for or against the LaFleur before it will Guti. Because many of his decisions are made to contend for a Super Bowl in two to three years. For Matt yeah. LaFleur, he has to prove that he is the coach that will be there in two to three years to do it. So I subscribe to that. I mean, I, yeah. during the season, it's all LaFleur, I guess. And so it, like, we're going to overanalyze the draft picks when they're made. I'll probably disagree with some. I'll probably agree with some. But it, it's not going to be until midway through next year where we start to get clear pictures as to whether they're good picks. Meanwhile, Matt LaFleur, we will see it week one and week two. What does his team look like? What's the dynamic like? Um, coming out a bit there. We'll, uh, we'll reset that. Let's, uh, in the meantime, 877-867-1670. Grant, I believe you're back, by the way. Sorry about that. Nah, nah, a little we, buffering. We Our internet is it. actually so fast that we need to catch up to it sometimes. That's why that happened. <laughs> 877-867-1670. Our buddy John is listening to us in Atlanta. John, what's up, man? Hey, John. Hey, love the topic, and I love uh, both of your opinions. Um, Thank you. I think one thing about Goody that we maybe the, the Goody haters forget about is he answered two questions for us, and he was able to do something Ted Thompson never did. And, yes, Ted Thompson brought in Rodgers. But how many years did we say to ourselves as fans, man, if they just had an NFC championship at home, they would get back to the bowl and win another one? We've probably said that for five or six years or longer. And then secondly, how many years do we say, man, if Rodgers just had the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter, if, if the D could just give him the ball three times in the fourth quarter, man, we'd be right back to a Super Bowl. You know what GM gave us that? Goody. Goody against the Buccaneers that year, that GM gave us the best chance we ever had to win the Super Bowl. And who failed us? Honestly, number 12. I mean, let's just call it what it is. He had, he had opportunities. And Goody, in a sense, Goody was playing with a Hall of Fame quarterback that couldn't win the big one for literally five or six years. So, I mean, any Goody haters has to just slow down a little bit and appreciate what Goody's done. And I agree with you guys. He's made mistakes. And I, I think it's more coaching than anything. I mean, some of the guys that he's brought in that haven't panned out, I put that on the coaching staff more than Goody. 
Um, and and the, the linebacker, the defensive lineman that came from Georgia last year, if those guys don't turn out to be animals, that's not a goody. That's Those guys are animals in college. They need to be animals in the pros, and I think we're seeing that from the linebacker already. But that's going to be on coaching more than anything. I know that ultimately does fall on Goody. But, I mean, we got we got to show this guy some love. He gave – if the funny thing is if Rodgers throws a TD or runs for a TD like Elway did in that one NFC championship against the Buccaneers, we're not even, we're not even having this conversation. We're, we're comparing Goody to probably Ron Wolf. Oh, he's crowned. Well, I, I'm comparing exactly. him to Ozzie Newsome. I, I would probably go too yeah. far. Yeah, totally. I, I'm with you. I agree. <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, the failures weren't all, it wasn't all quarterback there, right? It was defensive coordinator. There, there was a lot of context. But Devontae Adams dropped a touchdown. Aaron Jones fumbled. Right. Not just Rod. It was the players but, in general. Let's say that, yeah. But, I mean, I know. I mean, as much credit as Paul gets, let's be honest. He had, the, he had three opportunities in that game. One to run to at least get a first down. That was, I think that was the clincher for all of us as fans. He's not made for the big one anymore. And he's probably had a five-year run of just not winning big games. He just his, his mojo is gone after the Seattle game in 15. That's how I've always felt. He's just lost something. And I think Goody has dealt with him the best that he could. And um, you know, I think it just adds, obviously, to the fact that it's time. Because why well, keep a guy get, making that much money and he can't win the big one anymore? You yeah, know, just call yeah I mean, there was the, the Dallas game, you know. There, there have been big ones won. But I think um, I'm gonna. Yeah, true, true. I, I think I'm gonna start a campaign, Grant. I, I think it's a in Goody we trust. Hashtag in Goody we trust. Going up into the draft <laughs> as the trade's going on. Um, I, I appreciate the phone call, John. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Grant, you know what that goes back to though? Him him mentioning the the losses. It's What's the, that? the the freaking Kyle Brandt thing that you reacted to on Twitter. Yeah. Oh. You don't know how good you have it. Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, back-to-back, 30 years, good quarterback play. It's like you don't know how, how bad it is to lose in that fashion every single year. Every year. I just I don't like being told by other fan bases how I should feel because I think the entire football community believes that the Packers' last 30 years is completely unprecedented, right? Never seen anything like it. Back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks, 30 years. No other fan base has experienced this. Packers fans have. So I don't want to hear from every Tom, Dick, and Harry who cheers for a terrible team that never has a quarterback how I should feel about my team. And there is a there's a brutality to it when the expectations every year are sky high. And when you go into the playoffs, you're not excited for what might happen. You're dreading for what could happen. And that's what happened towards the end. I don't want to glaze over that call. That was great. Brian Gudikins gave Rodgers and that roster what they wanted. They got a home game in the NFC Championship game, albeit without fans. Brady remains the luckiest quarterback I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Got a home game and had the ball in his hand at the end of the game. And it wasn't just Rodgers. Devontae Adams dropped a touchdown. EQ dropped a two-point conversion. Kevin King pooped his pants. Aaron Jones fumbled on the five because Aaron Jones has never found a big-time game he hasn't wanted to fumble in. But that wasn't Brian Gudikin's fault. Nope. That, that wasn't dad's fault. That was the kid's fault in that game, 100%. And that was when Tanyan was was good. Rodgers had all the... Yes, was great. He had all the weapons in the world. Everyone's like, oh, I did get Rodgers' weapons. For the first however many years, once the Super Bowl guys started to leave, I get it. But that wasn't when Brian Gutekinds was the GM. Yeah. Since he has been the GM, all we've seen up until Devontae was traded was the stockpiling of roster, uh, weapons, talent. The Devontae trade happens, which happened for numerous reasons. And now last year happened. And now we go forward. It's a new era of of. Packers football, right? 
Like, everything went on. The dynamic was tough. Rodgers didn't like the front office. For that reason, a lot of people hated it, too. They tried to put it together for one more year. It did not work. And now we're moving on to the next thing, but I think with a guy at the helm that that knows a thing or two about building around a quarterback. Yeah. I wrote down in my notes for tonight, we might talk about on my show who has more to prove, whether it's Lafleur or Gudikins. Brian Gudikins has shown that he can draft elite offensive linemen. He can draft a good wide receiver. We've seen that with Christian Watson. He's found a great corner. He's found great linebackers, both in the draft and in free agency. He's shown, as you said earlier, Ben, he might be one of the best general managers in football at finding cheap scrap heap guys to bring in and make a big impact. We've seen that the last couple of years with Sewell Douglas, Campbell, Nixon, Rudy Ford. He's been amazing at that. Brian Gudikins has checked a lot of boxes. Now, we'll see if he can check the box of finding the next quarterback. And that's a really hard box to check. Very, A lot of GMs have failed at that, so we'll see. Matt LaFleur has shown that he can come in, stabilize things, keep Aaron Rodgers happy, and coach a really good offense. That's about all he's shown. His defensive coordinator selections have been mid. His special teams have been terrible. His in-game decision-making in big moments has been suspect. I think Brian Gudikins in his time as Packers GM has shown a lot more and checked a lot more boxes than Matt LaFleur has checked in his time as Packers head coach. I believe we will also see if a movement off of LaFleur's head coach, if it needs to be made, whether he can make it. Mm. Because that's another facet, which I don't want to go to yet because there's a lot of proving to be done in one way or another. But that's another thing that he might be faced with. 877-867-1670. Our buddy Gerard's in Delaware. Gerard, what's up, man? Hey, fellas. I got three things I want to talk about. Um, first of all, this formula where they're coming out with uh, Jimmy Johnson and this other guy, where you can trade these two twos the Jets have for the 17th pick according to Jimmy Johnson, and the other guy says the It's the pick. Rich Hill trade right. value chart, yes. Right. Well, okay, fine. So I want to I'm going to make two other comments, but why don't the Jets do that and then give the package the 13th pick if that's so if that's going to work? And my my other comment is uh, two more. Guten because he he's the one that went out and got the Smiths, Turner, Amos when he had the money and when he had the opportunity and the thought that the Packers had the chance to win it and the team. Okay. Yep, hundred yeah, percent and the team. So and then the third thing is. Another writer, a beat writer from the New York Post, the Jet guy, Costello, goes, well, being that the Jets got uh, two number twos now, they could give one of their twos to get Rodgers. See, this is the garbage that goes on in New York, okay? And I talked to Ben. You heard me mention this before. Yeah, yeah. I was talking I, about that earlier as well. There are the, the price point, the narratives, many of them are skewed by that side of the argument. I, it's almost like they're getting talking points from the Jets. That's <laughs> Maybe they of, are. My, that, you, you know, you know, it really seems that way. Yeah. But like I said, Goody, Goody, look, nobody's perfect. We had Ted Thompson for. I mean, he did win a Super Bowl. I okay, fine. But he he didn't. You know, come on now. We all know what he did. But uh, you know, as, as far as Goody, he's fine. I, I mean, I don't have a problem with him. And people say he's arrogant. Listen, you can't think in emotion. This is it. You can't think emotionally, in my opinion. You have to go by what the guy does. And 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 to me, the two problems that we had here over the last is is Rogers and Lafleur. Rogers not coming up big in a lot of moments lately, and Lafleur 
losing control of the team because Rodgers seems like he was running the team. That's what it seemed to me. And LaFleur, look, look, you can't be crying all the time as a coach. You can't be doing that. You can't be weeping. You can't. You win a Super Bowl, that's fine. I got you, Gerard. Otherwise. I mean, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I will say this. You can't write a book either. There was a certain Super Bowl winning head coach that wrote a book and then proceeded to miss the playoffs multiple times. Oh, he's coast. He went on a, he went on a book tour grant book tour. Never ended all off season. Speak about Rogers. Anti books. Now I I'm anti writing a book after you win one Super Bowl and then proceed to not do it. What was it called again? I, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. 877-67-1670. Gerard did bring up, obviously, too, the going into, what was it, 2020, when they signed the big ticket free agents. That can happen when there's money. It can happen when the team is ready, which, again, he has shown an ability to do. He got them to the doorstep. He just needed certain people to walk through the door, which they couldn't. They couldn't open Two it. Yeah. Um, Eric on I-90 is on hold, too. I want to get to him, oh, too. let's talk to Eric. Um, 877-867-1670. Eric, where are you driving, buddy? Oh, I'm on I-90. Oh, that's that's good to hear, man. Yeah. I always love to call in when it's you and Grant. I, and, and we Grant love being, taking your call. Yeah. And Grant being the luckiest football fan alive because he's had 30 years of great quarterbacks. He's not even 30 years old, and he's had 30 years of great quarterbacks. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure he knew that. Do you know that, Grant? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. You know that? All right. Well, I'm going to try to stay on topic, which Grant knows I'm really good at doing. Yep. And you guys have been mentioning some stuff that is just spot on. I think that LaFleur is really going to get his shot this year because he's going to get consistency. I am a process engineer and football is a process. Offense is a process. And right now he's got the biggest variable or in the past he's with Aaron Rodgers. He's had the biggest variable that you can, you can't even allow it in a process because you don't know how the process does. Yes. The, the equation is outweighed by the, by the X coefficient, if you will. Shut up. Yeah, right, that made no sense. He's coming up with something <laughs> off topic every time, right? Um, I so got I think you, it's gonna be a really, I think it's going to be a really, really good thing for the Packers. I am going to miss Aaron Rodgers so much because when a guy can disrupt an organization that badly, it always turns out bad. And that's good for us Viking fans. Yeah, how are your Vikings doing? Really good. How are your Vikings doing? Because well, you guys are stuck in the middle with a middling quarterback who makes too much money and a defense right. that kind of stunk and got Daniel Jones paid. Right. You're in a weird spot. Right. Well, no weirder than any other year, Ben Kenny. No weirder than any other year. And and you play indoors, really which is a joke. Yes, but we we really are cleaning house up there. And on the defensive side of the ball, and I think that that's a good thing. Uh, we picked up Dean Lowry. Now, <laughs> is Dean Lowry any good? Probably not, but we're going to have the Packers pay for him this year too, like $3, 4000000 million, right? Vikings, fan, Vikings people, I'm not going to say fans, those around the Vikings team love Dean Lowry. We love Dean Lowry. Give us some Dean Lowry. Yes. 
and that's why the Vikings are the Vikings. But I think we're going to get enough. And Zadarius Smith is the same way. We're going to get a journeyman defensive lineman, a guy to slop in there every once in a while, and the Packers are going to be paying for him. And we're in salary cap trouble too. So why not? Yeah. Cool. All right, man. I appreciate it, as always. Hey, Grant, Grant, did did the morning show clear up the problem with the Badgers basketball (laughs) tournament thing for you? No, we're going to hit on that in the 1 o'clock hour. Just so They did. They came on this morning, and they really had, like, you know, they, they spelled it all out that they do not accept this. They do not. Okay. So I'm hoping that Grant is better about this. I didn't listen. That's what they said, but but do they live by those words? That's the question. Well, they're probably lying. You know, and I like calling you guys because, you know, Bill is Bill's a great radio host, and, and I like listening to him, but he's really no-nonsense, right, with the callers. It's all no-nonsense. You know, I, I just – and I'm all nonsense. You are. So I really, yeah. I really like to talk to you guys. Yes, indeed. Well, I appreciate it, Eric. We we, we love to hear from you. Uh, where exactly on I ninety are you? Uh, like in between exits, so we get a clear picture well, of I'm what really, we're dealing with. I can't. I can't disclose that right now. <laughs> um, Did you call into a show recently talking about you were driving down the road and you thought about getting T-boned and that's what something was like? You used it as me. an analogy. That was you. He called me. Oh, oh I yes. I heard that. That was awesome. I because I was driving and I thought about getting T-boned by a truck too. That's what it's like when you're a Packer fan and you just get <laughs> your heart completely ripped out every year. Uh, it's every year. I mean, and I know how it feels, man. It feels bad. And you just you, and you've been victims of that and that is directly one Aaron Rodgers fault because uh you know, it, so you should be somewhat happy that this is going to be over for it. Maybe it's not over. They still can't complete the straight. And Goody wants him gone. Goody wanted him gone three years ago. Right yep. after that Tampa Bay loss, when he came out on the podium, first thing out of his mouth was, I ain't happy with my contract. Well, I, what? I would have said, what? Were you somewhere here like 15 minutes ago where you lost that game? That's what we need to talk about, not your contract. So... And All right, Eric. Again, another yep, talk to you later. I got you, buddy. I appreciate it, as always. There he What's is. about the people? Eric on I-90. About the people. I, I, I didn't want everyone to go through every single Packers bad loss, which I'm sure it, it would have gotten to. That's how we, you know, the, the, the reins are loose on the horse. Horse can run around, but eventually you got to tighten. Like, it, eventually you got to tighten the reins. On all, on all the Packers losses, by the way. Uh, if you look up Wisco Sports Show podcast and type in draft, I did draft all of the worst, uh, the worst Packers playoff losses under Aaron Rodgers with a buddy who works in local TV. It was a good draft. Lots of good choices for. I remember that. Eight seven seven miserable to eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's do this. The phone lines are buzzing. If you're on hold, we will get to you when we come back. It's Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. In for Bill Michaels. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, welcome back in. Bill Michael Show, Ben Kenny, Grant Bills. 
877-867-1670. That is the number to call. I'm on Twitter at Ben Z. Kenny. Have a question up. Uh, Grant is at Wisco Grant as well. Would you rather have the draft picks for Aaron Rodgers in this year's draft or next year's draft? 80% still say this year. I'm with them. Grant, I am scrolling Twitter to find interesting things to talk about today. Not that we don't already have many, but just to, just yeah. to monitor situations. And I'm getting play-by-play of Jordan Spieth's golf rounds. And I must say it is glorious for those that, out there that care, though I'm sure not many do. Um, 877-867-867. 1670. Uh, so, Goody, trust Aaron Rodgers, uh, the, the dynamic between the two. Uh, and we're going to talk Brewers coming up a, a little bit later on, probably in the 1 o'clock hour. Let's go back to the phones, though. Our, our buddy Doug's in Luxembourg. Doug, how are you? I'm doing good. Say, I, got a, I got an idea on why the Jets trade hasn't come about yet. Yeah. And... I honestly can't believe that the Jets are the only team that wants Aaron Rodgers. I think they're the only team that came out and publicly stated they want Aaron Rodgers. I honestly think that there's some other teams under the table that are interested, and I think they're going to wait until draft day and and make the trade on draft day. Mm-hmm. You never know. That, that phone may ring in the first five or six picks of the draft. You know, it, it's a possibility. Um, so the question would be, the, would, would would Rodgers play for those teams? You know, it's not like you're trading for any other player. He would be very specific in where he would go. Yeah, but does he have the ultimate? Well, he has the ultimate decision whether you retire or not, but the Packers can still trade him to whoever they want to trade him to as, as long as the other team is willing to take on his contract or try to sign him. I would think. Right. You know? Yep. It ain't like that. It isn't like Brett Favre wanted to go play for the Jets, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I got you. I, I appreciate the phone call, man. I, I, I don't know. Grant, I've wondered when there's going to be a mystery team leaked to the media as a way for the Packers or Jets to gain leverage or try to push the other into doing the trade. But I don't see another team joining it, especially with Lazard on the Jets. Brian Gutekinds has got to be calling his buddies in the league, right? Be like, hey. Oh, drive the just, price. Yeah. Can you just leak that you inquired? <laughs> like, just put it out. It doesn't have to be real. Just, just put something out. Give us a little something, like the commanders. You know, don't look now, but the commanders, as as Dan Schneider is leaving the whatever, they've inquired. Just it's something. Get another team involved. There's a lot of time before the draft. I do wonder if some other team at least becomes interesting. We hear a name at the very least. I think if we see that, it will be a move by the Packers. I don't think it'll be real. Just because of how much convincing you would think they had to do to have Rodgers play there. Like, is Tennessee going to convince him that their team's good enough? No, he wants to go play with Hackett. He wants to play with uh, Sala. He wants to play with Lazard. And Woody Johnson. They're going to get... Which... I wonder what they talk about. You I'm, know, I'm I'm sure I would take my best guess. I think the meeting that the Jets had at his house that Aaron Rodgers wanted to talk about lots of things that weren't football. Oh, and yes. the Jets were like, oh, God, can we just get to business? <laughs> no, 
you can't. You got to talk about the meaning of life and all these other interesting things. Or Johnson's day job. Yeah. Family job, if you will. Eight seven the family seven. business. <laughs> Again, that has to come up, right? There's no way it doesn't. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh, let's go to line two. You're on the Bill Michaels show. Who do we got? Hey, this is Chris Brookfield, guys. How what's, you doing? What's up, Chris? How are you, man? Chris. I want to talk on the Goody thing. I, I like. I think he's outstanding. Has he hit on everything? Nope. Like you guys said, Ron Wolf missed some. He would admit when he missed some. Goody has missed some. Maybe I think he hung on to the last kid that wasn't a good punt returner maybe a year too long, but he does get rid of them. He doesn't keep them around like Ted Thompson did forever and ever to where he has no choice. Okay, we got his rookie four-year contract up. Now we can get rid of him, but we're going to keep him whether he's valuable or not. I, I think Goody's done a good job. But the biggest question is that nobody can really answer. But since 2017 when, when, when uh, Thompson left and Goody was appointed, and then seven months later, after Goody was appointed the uh, uh, GM, uh, Murphy took over a lot of the control, and especially he did once once Murphy was signed. He everything ran through him. I don't think Goody is responsible for signing Rogers to the extension in 2018, coming off of injury seasons of 16 and 17, playing like crud. And he got that big extension. I don't think it was Goody that didn't want to pay uh, Devontae Adams his for his salary, for being the number one wide receiver in the, in the, in the national. Oh, I think they did want to pay. I, I mean, oh, you I, think Murphy was the one who pushed that. I think Goody yeah, wanted do, him. Do you really think, do you really think that uh, Goody, after dropping Jordan Love, was the one that wanted to give Rodgers that big contract, knowing he'd have to uh, restructure just about everybody's contract in order to pay it, leaving him bare? For, for picking up any free agents, and the only free agents they would be able to pick up is Sammy Watkins, just to go back through all this stuff with Aaron again with I want to play, I don't want to play, I want to retire, in his darkness junk. Do you think Goody really wanted to play that game again? I don't think so. I think it's Mr. Mark Murphy that's got more control than the – then people are willing yeah, I got to you, admit Chris. and that 1265 is willing to admit. I, I got you, Chris, uh, and appreciate it. I could see the Rodgers thing, Grant, being not maybe all Goody, the contract. The Devontae part of it, I 100% believe Goody wanted it back. Like, best receiver in football, years left of his prime. That's a, that's a worthy contract. That's they game-changing talent. They offered him as much money as they possibly could. And yeah, he denied the it. The desire was there. Yeah. Maybe Murphy is. Maybe he wanted the Rogers contract to happen. I I don't know. That would be, that'd be specu. I, that'd be a little too far for me to speculate towards. But I could see that part. I, maybe it's true. Yeah. I could see that. It, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I don't. I want to know what the biggest factor was in the Packers signing that deal because there's no way that they came up with that in, of their own volition. No. There must have been some pressure from somewhere. Maybe it was Rogers. Maybe it was. I don't know. That's such a bad deal. Oh, it's a and stupid it, it a contract. Instantly. But but why, but then why did they give it out? I, I don't believe the Packers to be a stupid front office. I don't believe Brian Gutekinds to be a stupid GM, a stupid man. So why the stupid contract? What happened? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. 877-867-1670. Let's go to our buddy Mike. 
is in Chippewa Falls. Mike, what's up? Hey, guys. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, man? Oh, great. Thanks. Um, yeah, I, first of all, I'm glad Eric on I-90 is okay because he tried calling Grant's show very end of his show, and it sounded like he was in a rollover accident. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was terrible. But I don't mean I, to uh, laugh. He sounds okay. Yeah. Sounded like he I was in it. I you that. <laughs> I always wonder when we're going to hear, like, ferocious car horns behind him. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or does he pull off to a breakdown lane? Yeah, big big world there. Lots of bad stuff can happen. So <clears throat> I uh, I do want to congratulate the Vikings fans on their 1976 NFC championship. Every time one of those guys calls and rips on the Packers, I get a little angry. But um, most importantly, I, I had to ask you guys a question because I don't know this. Was Aaron Rodgers the last two years, would he have been under his original contract? Did the oh. Packers have to give him all that money and all those over-the-hill players, you know, to keep him happy? I, couldn't they have – wasn't he still under contract for the last two years, his last contract? The Packers have been early on all these contracts, Mike. And I, I, I don't know when the restructures hit, when the, when the new deal kicks in. But in 2018, they gave him that deal with – two or three years of breathing room, right? And then last offseason, they jumped the gun again, and they gave him a deal before they needed to give him a deal. So for the purposes of this conversation, I think what we need to focus on and what we need to remember, the Packers have paid Aaron Rodgers before he's needed to be paid, and they've always been willing to pay him top-of-the-market money. So either the Packers are the most proactive, generous, nicest, most player-friendly front office in the league, or Rodgers and his agency is kept the pressure on him always to get that new deal, that next deal. He signed a four-year, $134 million contract in 2018, which would have included, what, the 18, 19, 20, 21 seasons? I don't know. I I believe so. I I believe he would have been under contract this year, but then signed a a three-year, 150. It was really a two-year, $100 million extension, I think, or one-year, 100 mil. I don't know. They gave him everything he wanted. They gave him all his buddies, you know, that were over the hill. They they gave him everything, and then he doesn't even show up for OTAs the next year. He doesn't sound connected. I mean, he's still the guy holds a grudge. The guy's still angry about the Jordan Love pick. I, I think that's made him so bitter over the last few years. He, he's he'll, he'll never be happy. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate the phone call, man. We got to run here. Eight seven seven eight six seven. 1670, Ben Kenny, Grant Bills, uh, in for Bill Michaels. Uh, coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, we're going to talk Brewers. We're going to talk about the the controversy stirred up by Grant on Twitter as well. Uh, March Madness is tonight. There's a lot more to hit on, and I know everyone wants to get in on the Goody thing. We'll be in tomorrow as well. We can hit that uh, probably with some more. Do the old, oh, what would you grade the offseason? You know, offseason so like far. That. Give him an A. Um so there's that, but but I want to get to the Brewers, and I want to talk March Madness as well because it's back tonight. The Sweet 16 is going on. Marquette, great season. Again, made the tournament. Congratulations. Finally won a game. Uh, but Badgers in the NIT coming up next week too. And that plays into what Grant tweeted and was met with some uh, resistance. So right, we'll get to all that. We'll take your calls when we come back, though. I see a couple on hold. Uh, that's Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. We're in for Bill Michaels. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, welcome back in, Bill Michael Show. 
877-867-1670. Ben Kenny, Grant Bills. Grant, uh, if you want to find more of his work, we'll be on from 4 to 6 today uh, on several of these same stations, but at Wisco Grant on Twitter. Listen to that show. Uh, I'm going to be live coming up 5 to 6, talking Badger Spring Ball. Got got the pro day today. Grant, we got our guy Zach down there, uh, boots on the ground. Yeah. Checking out Andy Vujnovich's broad jump and vertical, which also was apparently incredible. They said his vertical was similar to Will McDonald of Iowa State, Wisconsin native, by the way, who could be the first Iowa State player drafted in the first round in many years, borderline 30, which is a cool little nugget. So much just like just draft stuff being thrown yeah. around on. Everyone's got their takes. You had CJ Stroud's pro day. And Ohio State's pro day where Gudikins was spotted, by the way. He was. Maybe uh, Packers going to trade up for Stroud. 877-867-1670. Your call's next. No, but probably there to watch uh, Smith and Jake Bud go to work. Also, I saw a great quote from uh, Jordan Reed of ESPN. Talked to a scout there who said something along the lines of watching Marvin Harrison Jr. play is like going to a Ferrari dealership and seeing the the model that won't be available for another year uh, where he's just that good. Which he's I, catching passes from Stroud and, yeah. and doing that. Yeah. Well, I subscribe to that. Like it, uh, People have said that he would be wide receiver one in this draft. You're mm-hmm. talking about a bona fide Justin Jefferson type player just instantly. The Jordan Addison stock has gone down. I think a guy that a lot of Packers fans were maybe looking at mid first round need another weapon he's not I that athletic Twitter, he's he's not that athletic that's what all the chatter is he's not that fast he's not, not athletic enough he's, for for his role and size he's small sure but you Back know the whole, John tweeting at me catches a lot of touchdowns though yeah i'll i'll go against that i i wasn't going to i will i will as well he caught 29 touchdowns in his college career the first year he played at Pitt with Kenny Pickett and won the Bolitnikoff, the best receiver in the sport. He's playing in the ACC. If you know anything about the ACC in the last couple of years is that aside from Clemson, the conference stinks top to bottom. It's horrible. And then he goes to USC under Lincoln Riley and the Pac- Pac-12 was good last year. Some good defenses, but what? still Caleb Williams throwing him the football with Lincoln Riley. He scores touchdowns. Cool. Jackson Smith and Jigba didn't play last year because of a hamstring injury. And when he was on the field, he was in a wide receiver room with Alave, who was great in New Orleans last year, with Garrett Wilson, the offensive rookie of the year. And whenever you ask any of them who's the best, they said Smith and Jake was the best. And he was. Yeah. My buddy's a Bears fan. He thinks they're going to take him. Pair him with Justin Fields. What, at number seven? Yeah, or wherever the Bears nine. are. I thought they were at nine. Yeah, that would be tough for... I mean, I want the Packers to get him. I like him a lot. There are a lot of... There are so many avenues to go. And maybe it's good that... I'll say this. There's a silver lining in the no more Aaron Rodgers draft strategy part where okay. I, I feel like the Packers aren't beholden to, to get guys that have to be amazing from day one and also help Rodgers... Right, like you want to get guys to help love, but it isn't okay. We need an NFL ready wide receiver that can play with Rodgers and be effective. It could be 
okay, let's get weapons. But if Darnell Washington's a project, let's bring him in. Yeah. And, and we have a year to work with it. Or if we want to get a Lucas Van Ness, who I know you don't like on the defensive line, he it's could be a personal. He's, he's just not on my board. <laughs> he could be a project though. But it's like you have the flexibility to do that, which could be sure. Could be you have positive. A runway. Can I ask you a question about tight end? Yes. So this is a deep tight end class. When do you think the first tight end comes off the board? Neighborhood. I'm not telling you to name a pick, but you know we've seen Fant and Hawkinson and OJ Howard and all these guys previously go off the board really high. Kyle Pitts. I feel like teams might be a little leery of that. Like maybe we're not looking to do that anymore. Mid mid to late first round, but okay. that is because of how deep it is. If if Dalton Kincaid's fa- uh, falling because he's not testing the Utah tight end, and if he he didn't test at the combine, he's not testing at the pro day, which is kind of tanking the stock because there's an unknown there. So you, you have to ask the question if you're the team, what's the real difference between Mayer? the Notre Dame tight end, if we take him at 15 and Kincaid Darnell Washington, the Oregon state kid in the second round. So because of the, the deep options, I would think teams would be inclined to wait. So I would say mid to late first. Okay. I mean, you have teams that need a position and they draft for need, which isn't the best way to go about it. So, So one will come off like, yeah, Mayer's good. He's not Travis Kelsey. He's not Kyle Pitts. I don't, I don't like drafting for need. I also don't like when a GM like seemingly goes out of his way every year to clearly not draft for need. It's like, hey, we need wide receivers, edge rushers, and tackles. Screw you, I'm taking a running back. It's like, okay, I know you don't want to draft for need. That's not what we do, but we can consider it, maybe. Oh, That's I'm, another Brian Gutekind's Ted Thompson thing. Well, I'm Mr. Anti-Drafting Running Backs in general. As am I. So, so that's something I would... I would go against eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh, real quick before we hit break, line two. You're on the Bill Michaels show with Ben and Grant. What's up? Hey, good afternoon. Um, yeah, getting re- with regard to uh, Gunnikens, I think his biggest um, mistakes he's made as as a GM was not recognizing the uh, the opportunity to get a, a top notch wide receiver opposite Devontae Adams, especially like in 2019, for instance. Uh, that year, we had two first-round picks. I have, I was fine with the first pick of Rashawn Gary. But the second pick, he had traded up to take uh, Darnell Savage, meaning that he gave up two fourth-round picks to move up with that in the second round. I mean, in the second first-round pick. He could have taken A.J. Brown or D.K. Metcalf with that second first-round pick back in 2019. And I thought that was a, um, a major mistake because you pair uh, an A.J. Brown – opposite um oh, scary. yep no i yeah, I, I agree with that i think there are no doubt many specific instances of drafting where you could point to mistakes but ebo too right i would also say in general i would say the roster was still built pretty well they weren't devoid of talent at wide receiver this is true i would have to say this then the following year obviously he wanted to get a quarterback to groom under um, Rogers in 2020, which is why, you know, he took Jordan Love. So, I mean, hopefully uh, Jordan Love uh, works out well for us. Uh, but there was an you know, opportunity cost with that, of course. Uh, they could have taken the T. Higgins, for instance, at the bottom of that first round um, that year, which might have made a difference in, in the playoffs for us, um, if you look at it that way. But uh, he's definitely got to make up for it this year. 
Um, you know, the Jets are obviously getting players to go around Rodgers with the addition of Mike, Nicole Hardman and, yeah. of course, Lazard going there. So he's going to have to get this thing worked out, you know, for this, in regard to the Rodgers trade. And um, Right. Do you so, trust him, though, that going into this offseason? Do, do you trust him to build the roster well around Love? Well, that's a good question. I have to see. We're losing some good players, in my opinion, um, in the off in the off season. We'll have to see what he does with regard to the Jets trade, and and because you know we are losing some players. I thought it were pretty decent, you know, um, like uh, Tanyan to the Bears, and then uh, Dean Lowry to the Vikings. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. I got you. I, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. I do trust him. And for the record, yeah. Tanyan was great a couple years ago. I, I was thoroughly unimpressed with him last year, and I think the coaching staff was as well. And Dean Lowry, he's replaceable, I would say. So Yeah, I'd say. There are some there's some there's clear room for, for improvement. There's room to get better. I trust him to do it because of the all the evidence that, that we've seen throughout time. Uh, we got to step away here. That's Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. In for Bill Michaels. Coming up top of the hour. Brewers chatter. Spring training's going on. Uh, I, I don't know if they're playing today, and I probably should have checked. But we'll give you a report on that uh, coming up at 1. I also I have a thought about the NL Central. I'm going to be positive. So we'll get into that. Uh, Grant stirring up controversy as well. We will address all angles of that. There's a lot more to come. It's the Bill Michaels Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. And Grant Bills. We're in today for Bill. Bill's going to be back on Monday. We'll be in tomorrow as well. 877-867-1670. We can take your calls when we come back after the top of the hour. On Gudekinst, on the trade, would you take the picks this year or next year? We're going to throw some Brewers in as well. Grand Brewers, Padres today, 310 at American Family Fields of Phoenix. Coming up, uh, I, I don't have the, the projected starters. So that's about all I can give you. Uh, I, I do have a thought about the Brewers and the NL Central, though. Okay. Coming up. Um, I'm, I'm getting dangerously optimistic about this season. Really? Yeah. And and the Burns thing is just a punch to the gut. The Boris thing? Yeah. He's been, okay. He's been gone. He's not resigning here. We've known this to be true for a while. Scott, like, I saw a lot of Brewers fans like, well, now he's he's not coming back. He's never been coming back. There's nothing new. Yeah. I just, uh, Scott Boris is a maniac. He's a menace. He's like he really good at his job. I mean, yeah. he's like really good at his job, but that kind of sucks sometimes. Corbin Burns, you are a Los Angeles Dodger. He's going to go to the Mets. They're going to sign Burns and Otani for a combined 1.5 bill. I will poop my pants if that happens. All right. We'll take your calls when we come back. We'll, we'll throw in the Brewers. Got March Madness as well. There was an injury at a spring training game about 20 minutes ago that has me completely flustered. If Sorry. I'm, if I'm being honest. I, and we're not going to talk about it. It's just like injuries suck. So we Sorry. have more coming up. It's the Bill Michaels Show.